Welcome to Concerning CAMS, brought to you by Education Pathways. I'm Kevin Connickney, your host. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Dr. Beth Hagen and Mr. Mark Benson to this episode of Concerning CAMS. Dr. Hagen will serve as guest host for this episode. Beth Hagen holds a master's degree in education, an MBA, and a doctor of philosophy degree, and has more than 25 years of experience in developing and delivering education programs for thousands of community association board members and managers throughout Florida. She created CAMP, the Community Association Managers Program, COF, the Community Association Officers Forum, CEUs for CAMs, and distance education classes for CAMs and board members through the company she recently sold, Education Pathways. Mr. Mark Benson has more than 40 years' experience in community association management. He is the previous owner of an accredited association management company, one of the first CAMs to be licensed in the state of Florida, a legislative consultant, educator, and expert witness in matters that relate to association management. He served as a member of the 2008 Florida House Select Committee on Condominium and Homeowners Association Governance, drafting legislative changes to the Florida Condominium Act, Chapter 718, the Florida Statutes. He is currently an active county court mediator in association disputes, and it's a pleasure to have him joining us on Concerning CAMS today. Mark and Beth, thank you for joining us today, and Beth, thank you for serving as guest host of today's episode of Concerning CAMS. Thank you, Kevin. Mark, you and I have been friends for a very long time, so this is a special time for us to be able to spend together in this podcast series concerning CAMS. I have to tell you, uh, when I first started seeing you coming to our um, CEU for CAMS program, I looked at your license number and I thought, this has to be a mistake. There aren't enough digits in it. And then I found out that the early license numbers, of course, were lower numbers and that you've had your license for a very long time. That tells me that you've seen lots and lots of changes. Am I right? Have you had a long time, your license for a long time? And what kind of changes have you seen? Yes, I started actually as a community association manager uh, back in 1983, but I'd been on community association boards uh, starting in 1975, and consistently since then. Um, I live in a condominium association, and at one time I've been on five different condominium boards here at Fort Myers. Um, Licensing uh, was first passed in 1987, and the licenses were issued in 1988, and I've had mine since 87. And I think there were about 15,000 licensees at the time, those first few years. And uh, currently, there's still only about 15,000 licensed CAMs in Florida. Why, do we, why does a CAM need to be licensed? I mean, I, I'm all for licensing. Um, obviously, the continuing ed that we do for CAMs is important to their maintaining their license. But why do they need a license? There were a group of us with CAI at the time that uh, were trying to make sure that uh, community association managers uh, were actually... Uh, professionals. Also, one of the factors was that we couldn't get errors and omission insurance unless we were actually licensed. Uh, Errors and omissions insurance can't be issued to just anybody. You have to have education background. So the insurance companies can understand what they're supposed to be doing and and what their liability might be. 
Um, that makes sense, and I, I had never heard about that until you described it to me fairly recently, and so the insurance aspect is very interesting. I've heard through the years a lot, too, about the CAM Council, and I know you served on the CAM Council at the request of the governor for um, some period of time a few years ago. T tell us more about what the CAM Council is, what it does, and why that's important. That was a long time ago. It's called the Regulatory Council of Community Association Managers. And it started out uh, working with the uh, DBPR, uh, Division of Condominiums, or Bureau of Condominiums, and they were putting on educational programs all throughout the state. And uh, we worked with them, setting up the, uh, the actually the rules and the guidelines for uh, community association managers. Uh, they were putting on educational programs throughout the state. Uh, and unfortunately, the, uh, or fortunately for them, I guess, they, they, the budget cuts that came on in the ensuing years required them to cut out the programs because they quit traveling throughout the state. They cut down on the staff, and they uh, went through uh, quite a consolidation. Um, I guess a lot of it had to do with the uh, fact that community association managers were becoming much more uh, professional, and uh, the uh, profession uh, was actually weeding out the bad ones all by itself. So they didn't feel it was that as necessary as it was before. And the educational programs have increased quite a bit also for CAMS. You know, that's another question I've got that I've been really kind of wanted to ask through the years, and now that I'm retired from education pathways, it's safe for me to say, we seem to put on the same classes year in and year out. You know, how to prepare a budget, what are reserves, what are the, um, the rules to follow to meet with statute 718 and 720 requirements. How do you, I mean, you know what they are, you see them over and over again. Is there too much repetition? Um, is this becoming a waste of time because of the same courses over and over again? Or is there a need for these courses and is there enough diversity in them? There are a lot of new things in each of the courses. And if you ask any of the specialists uh, that put on the uh, programs, I think they can always come up with uh, new nuances for their profession, things that have uh, progressed in their profession. One thing I'd like to suggest, though, too, also, is that part of the legal update, or maybe as a separate uh, program, to have the uh, classes uh, analyze and study uh, court cases that have evolved in the community association field. Uh, whenever a, a community association gets sued for something, no matter what, it seems like the CAM is always, or the Community Association Management Company is always included as a defendant in the lawsuit, uh, no matter what they did. So there's a lot of history of litigation that would be very helpful for community association managers to know what to avoid. I, if memory serves me right, we did a program like that called You Be the Judge at the, one of the Community Association Office of Forum, Officers Forum meetings maybe two, three years ago. Um, people received it very well because they heard the facts and then they got to decide who was right and who was wrong. 
Uh, was that did that play out the way you thought it would? Did, do people ju- judge the way that you think that they they would? Uh, yes, it seemed to, it seemed to work out very well. Uh, the um, those cases that we studied back at that time happened to be cases that I was personally involved in uh, as an expert witness, uh, and um, they do he- tend to uh, accentuate the risks that are in community association administration, not just for the CAMs, but also for the board members and the unit owners. So uh, if some of the attorneys that are involved with, uh, with our programs can uh, uh, start up setting up some of their experiences, it may even qualify as for the uh, uh, continuing education as far as community association law since there are not very many changes that occur in the law each year. Yeah, that's probably true. I'll tell you one big change that's occurred in education, and that's largely because of COVID-19. It's the presence and use of Zoom. Um, and I know you don't have a crystal ball to know where that's going, but um, what's your opinion? Because, gosh, you've seen it all. Do you think that we're going to be moving to distance education for CAMs to fulfill their continuing ed requirements as the years progress? I think it's a coming fad, and I happen to be uh, also a mediator for the Lee County court system, and we're doing all of our court cases by Zoom. Uh, we're, as a mediator, I, I sign up every week, and uh, we get Oh, 100 to 150 cases a week between the uh, uh, 10 mediators that we have, and we split them up and uh, handle them all on Zoom. And it seems to be working out very well. Uh, The one thing that's missing is the personal contact, and that has a lot to do with how a case turns out. But uh, at least we're, we're, we're giving the public the opportunity to participate uh, without uh, without the extra expense and inconvenience of having to go to the courthouse for everything. So we've seen alternative dispute resolution um, come into much bigger play in recent years. We've seen distance education come into play in certainly in the last couple of years. Um, I know you used to own a management company. What else have you seen change that perhaps I haven't noticed and our listeners might not have noticed that would be dramatically different today than it might have been, say, back in the 80s or even the early 90s? It seems like uh, the personal relationships that a manager is able to develop with his clients or with the, the, uh, the associations that they manage uh, sometimes seems to get lost because of the uh, the distance in in communication, and uh, sometimes managers get too tied up with too many associations, and they can't provide the personal relationship that that can develop by working very closely with the board of directors. Yeah, I can see that, and I, I can also see that there probably have been changes that I'm not aware of in the Department of Business and Professional Regulation. I mean. Uh, I know that they have changed the number of credit hours necessary to to renew a license, and 
I know their focus has changed through the years and they've introduced a course um, requirement in lieu of just signing documents for board members to be certified to serve on a board. And what, how has DBPR changed? Has their philosophy changed? Has their theory of why they're there changed? They seem to be, and it has a lot to do with the uh, reduction that is, it seems to be going on in many of the Florida uh, governmental bureaus with, where they're trying to cut down on the number of personnel and to uh, reduce the budgets. Um, unfortunately, the, uh, the personalization that used to be involved has declined ter- tremendously. Yeah. Well, Mark, you and I are, um, you know, I don't want to say how old we are, but we're not spring chickens. Uh, you have been a CAM for a long time. Um, sometimes when you hit an age like we hit, we think about our second childhood or our second career or wanting to do it all over again. Would you do it all over again now if you had an opportunity to do it again, to own a management company, to be an active CAM, to serve on a bunch of boards? Or have you kind of you know, done that and are ready to be thinking about other things? No, it's been a tremendous experience and uh, uh, we've enjoyed tremendously the opportunity to, to meet so many wonderful people in community associations, uh, not just the profession, but the actual uh, owners of the properties. Uh, we still have friendships with, with many of them, and they're, uh, they have been a tremendous inspiration to allow us to uh, be part of the future of each of their communities. And uh, it's been remarkable to see the changes that have happened in many of these communities. Some of them are go back to the uh, 60s or 50s and uh, the improvements that we've been able to initiate and the uh, quality of life that we've been able to help improve has been very satisfying. Yeah, that that's something that sometimes people who move to Florida and are not used to associations, <clears throat> excuse me, don't think about that um, they are moving into a community that's regulated, but that's also protecting them from, you know, the, the cars up on uh, cinder blocks and the yard next door and the, the neighbors with the barking dogs and all of those things that um, could be a problem if you're living in close proximity. So community associations, by and large, in my opinion, are a really good thing. Um, it sounds like you you agree. Is is this something that other states should that don't have community associations should be considering? Well, I don't know if there's any states that don't have community associations. I think we've always had uh, some that just some of the states seem to have uh, most of them. I think California uh, in particular, and uh, also Florida, uh, Hawaii. Um, I don't think there are any states that don't have them. Uh, it's, a, it's a lifestyle that uh, provides much better access to amenities than, uh, than the individual homeowner can, can find by himself. And uh, the socialization and the ability to work with other people has uh, really enhanced the quality of life for community association residents. You know, um, we probably give CAMS residents, I mean, um, a hard time about so many things. You know, why is the the 
plant in front of my front door dying and why, you know, why is my driveway full of leaves and uh, why haven't you dealt with my noisy neighbor? And we don't tell them often enough how much we appreciate what they really do for us in terms of providing for a wonderful quality of life uh, by enforcing those rules and um, keeping the parameters of the association guidelines intact. Uh, there are new CAMs entering the field every day, um, although the numbers statistically don't seem to be growing. But if you had a, a couple of new CAMs in the room, um, people who are just starting out as the sort of elder statesmen, what would you say to them? What advice would you give them? Whenever you can, get to know the residents in your association. Get to know them as personally as you can without getting involved in, in their personal lives. But at least get to know them to the point where you understand what their goals are, what they're trying to accomplish with their property, and ask for suggestions that, that you can bring to the boards and that you can help initiate to try and improve the quality of life in the community association. Um, it, it, it's not there to be a policeman. It's there to help you enjoy your home. Is there anything else that you would really like to say? Um, it's not every day you have the microphone. I'd really kind of like to hear what, what your experiences have been uh, teaching all of these CAMs. What, what uh, areas of the educational process do you feel need the most work? Well, it's interesting that you say that because I asked you earlier about the repetition of classes. You know, every year we have a, a class about reserves and every year we have a class about budgets and certainly the online classes always include those kinds of things. So I'm always a little bit surprised at how many people are so grateful for being able to get at that information. And I suspect the reason for that is because in the pre-licensure course, things happen very quickly. And it's hard to absorb accounting and finance and some of the legal issues uh, that fast. It takes time to digest. So um, I, I guess what I'm saying is continue education, even if it's above and beyond uh, what is required to renew a license. I'm always... Um, heartened and thankful for the people who say, you know, I've taken 40 hours of continuing ed in these two years. Oh, Mark, you're one of them. You you come to classes and I say, for goodness sakes, Mark, aren't you done yet? And you say, well, I've got 38 hours now or 42 hours or um, more hours because you appreciate the value of learning about new things. So I guess I'd like to say to, to people, because I'm an educator, you know, hang in there and get as much education as you can possibly get. One of the things, too, that we need to emphasize, I think, is the ability of uh, board members to do research and to, to look at the statutes that uh, govern community associations. Uh, for instance, the uh, Chapter 718 of the Florida Condominium Act, there's 151 pages, but if you have the opportunity, get a copy. You can download a copy and, and, and study it and bring it up and bring it to the, the attention of your other board members. The uh, uh, Homeowner Act uh, 720 uh, is only 61 pages, so that, that's not nearly as difficult. Well, and I know it sounds like a lot of pages, but I have to tell you, when I started writing classes, um, oh, I don't know, almost 20 years ago, 
the first thing I did was that download and into Word, and then here's a little educator's secret, a little trick. I broke the statutes down into outline form so that everything wasn't all jammed together on the page. So instead of having a paragraph of something about um, statute whatever, A, B, C, D, E, all in a big paragraph, I actually made a list of A, B, C, D, E in this Word document, and it was so much easier to understand because it was outlined instead of all being jammed together. So there's a little helpful educator's tip for CAMs who would really like to understand um, the statutes. And it doesn't take long to do. And in the process of doing it, you are in fact reading the entire statute with a purpose, and that makes it less painful. Well, Mark, thank you for doing um, this with us today, for joining us in Concerning CAMs. Uh, this new podcast series is focused... Uh, on the very important issues that are of um, interest to CAMS and also to association board members. If anyone has a question for you, how can they reach you after this podcast? Well, they can email me uh, at mark, M-A-R-K, at markrbenson.com. You have to have the R in there for the middle initial since there's another Mark Benson someplace around in Florida here. Oh, no, not two of you. <laughs> no, but he doesn't have an R. Uh. <laughs> okay, thank you, Mark. And we'll be sure to add this contact information to the episode notes um, for this podcast. And I'm sure mine will be there as well. Thanks, Mark. Great, Beth. Thank you. And thank you, Kevin. You're welcome, Mark. And thank you, Beth and Mark, for joining us on this episode of Concerning Cams. Concerning Cams.